Welcome to Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Uh, today's guest, the new J20 coach in Rögle, BKJ20, uh, Oran Bengtsson. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So uh, uh, we were chatting a little bit before we hit record, and... Uh, and I know that you have, uh, let's start a little bit about that. Cause I know you had to put your son down a little bit. Yeah. He had to, to go away for a few minutes now while we're recording because otherwise it would be much noise in the background. Yeah. What, how, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, I, uh, I live in Engelholm, uh, where Vögle is located. I'm playing and, uh, I'm born and raised here, uh, been here for, for almost my entire life, and my my girlfriend also is from uh, from the area. And we have a have a little son together and a little mini dash hound. So it's a full house here. <laughs> How old is he? The 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 your son. <laughs> my son. He's one and a half. Oh, great! Awesome. Well, for, so let's start geographical lesson as we normally do. Engelholm, uh, where Regla is is uh located how would you describe it where is it it's almost as far south you can come we have like uh, i think one one hour approximate to to uh, copenhagen maybe a little bit more so we're pretty pretty close to denmark and down in the south yeah so uh I grew up in Lexand, uh, so we're gonna of course have the the Lexand moments in here we'll start with Famous players from Rögle. What comes to your mind of famous players other than Adam Bengtsson? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's not that famous, I think. But uh, now I would say first to come to mind for me is uh, Ken Jönsson, someone I watched a lot growing up. Uh, and also when he came back, I was around, I think, 13, 14. So when he came back from the Islanders uh, to play in Allsvenskan with Rögle, that was a big thing. So I think that's... That's the first name that pops up for me. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, so I'm cheating a little bit. I have uh, Rögle's Wikipedia uh, page up. Kari Erolanta, uh, yep. uh, Jonas Bergqvist, Heinz Ehlers, Jens Nielsen, um, and uh, Jonas Nordqvist. What's the common denominator? Oh, you're going for the the Lexan thing. <laughs> I had to I had to pull a little bit of Lexan moment in here. Uh, yeah. Actually, and and uh, Uffe Sterner, maybe I know, maybe not. Uh, no, probably not. But when when I was growing up, so I'm 48 now. When I was growing up, uh, Eloranta, Bergqvist, Heinz Ehlers, Jens Nielsen were all playing in Lexand, and uh, and I knew of Jonas Bergqvist. I mean, he's been pretty. Uh, he's probably uh, other than than Ken Jönsson, probably the the the, the most famous uh, player that come out of Regla. Um, yeah, and then also Ken, his brother, of course, Jürgen, but he's been spent most of his time in Firestar, so that's why the connection isn't the same as with Ken, I think. Yeah, and then there's these other two twins, Henrik and Ewell Lundqvist, uh, is listed on here, but I don't know. Yeah, oh, they, were here, they were here like, uh, 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 I think, 
two or three. actually my dad coached them when they played here in Rögle. Okay. So uh, so for him it's important to say that they have been playing here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, actually, Jonas Nordqvist, I played with his brother a um, uh, long time ago. Jonas, uh, uh, Niklas, which is Jonas' older brother, was um, was on my team when I was 12. And and uh, I remember Jonas when he was playing with tape balls in the in the uh, in the locker room. So um, yeah. that's, that's my little Jomette uh, Sally. Uh, or no, <laughs> I, I met, what's the uh, um what's the saying when you know somebody famous so um anyway so i wanted to i I had a little suspicion here about so let's start with a little bit about your background your playing career your so your dad was uh was a coach there in regla yeah first he was a he was a player a long time ago and then he started coaching and i think he ended up spending 27 years as a coach in the in the club for for the juniors and uh, and the youth teams uh, had ex- half a season he he was in the pro team uh, but otherwise he's been uh, been in uh, in the youths and the uh, junior organization i had him as a coach when i played growing up uh, sometimes good sometimes <laughs> not that good maybe i don't know uh, and then actually my first I think my first year as a coach was was his last so we kind of shifted there. Yeah. I I had a feeling actually I I didn't know that. And I had when I'm doing my research on you and 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 here's what I what I see when I'm when I'm when I'm doing going through your elite prospects and and looking looking you up. Number 1, you're a young guy to be uh you you got to you got an early start and and uh, I wanted I'll, I'll put that in my notes here. Uh, first job, regular twenty twenty one, U sixteen. Yeah, and that's and then, that's yeah. It's a, I, I've been that was my first uh, no my second year as yeah like a full time coach. Uh, and uh, before that, I spent uh, three years working on the side and then having uh, having the hockey as well. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. And then, so two years U16, one year J18, uh, regional and national, and now the new J20 coach. And, I was, and my first impression was, wow, that's a fast ascend, ascent to a, a, to a national, J20 national, one of the top teams in the country. Um, so I had a feeling uh, that that there's there's a history behind that and and – and a comfort, not just that you were born there, but of, 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 of who you are as a person. So interesting. So what about you as a player? I mean, so you, you grew up, uh, in Engenholm played hockey gymnasium there, I'm assuming. Yep. And cause you're 29 now. So, you know, when we talk to different people, um, some, went into hockey gymnasium before it was hockey gymnasium or NIUs. But when you were there, it was NIU and one of the top NIUs in the country. Yeah, uh, that's how it was. And I was <clears throat> I was actually uh, uh, coming in as a reserve. So I got okay. the spot pretty late. Uh, and then I had, uh, had three years in the juniors here. And I mean, was uh was a good, really good experience. Like it's the probably the most fun years you have is like going to a 
and Neyu and, and playing those junior years. Uh, then me as a player, I think it was, you know how it can be, was a pretty good player when you were young, scoring much goals. Me personally, way too lazy. So that, that was a wake-up call coming up there. And all of a sudden you had like, 20 players that were approximate the same level as you or many of them even better. So um, that was a bit of a wake-up call, but adapted. And I I had really fun playing those years, but were never a, a top player there. Yeah. So, and then played a few years. And then uh, now, I mean, how did you, did you always know, knew that you were going to be a coach? No, but I was, I was starting to think about it. Uh, actually, when I started uh, my J20 year, uh, because I was pretty like a fourth line player, uh, yeah. but still I felt like I could contribute to the other guys with uh, with feedback. And every time I was talking, the guys were listening. So it didn't matter that I didn't play the most or score the most goals. Like uh, things I, I had to put in was, was good things. And also the boys and the coaches thought that. So that's all a little bit where the where the thoughts were beginning, and then of course having a having a dad who has been a coach for that long uh, that helped as well. So uh, that's where it started, I think. Yeah, I found a picture of you actually with a with an assistant assistant or alternate captain on your on your on your jersey. I I would say this is your U sixteen year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's you can do a lot of research really quick, and you can find a lot of things. I'm glad that I'm 48, and there's not a lot of pictures of me out there. Yeah. But uh, but but I'm a little bit curious about that because um, uh, I've been a coach, and my son plays, and he never got the C. And one of the reasons why he never got the C was because I was the coach, but um, he had an A as well that other people gave him. I didn't give it out. Um, same thing for you? No, not, uh, not there. I didn't have my dad as a coach there, so I can't, I can't uh, say it was that. Actually, as I remember it, I, uh, I think I got the question to be the captain, but I passed, passed it over to another guy because I think he were more, more suitable. And then I said I could take an A if you're interested in that. If I remember it correct, I think it was something like that. Awesome. Awesome. I just think that that's an interesting thing. I mean, we, we, different people have different philosophies of who's going to be a captain. And, and I always, as a coach, I always felt that it was, it was more up to the players. Uh, and they all, all knew who the leaders were anyway. And, and that was just an outward, uh, outward designation of, 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 of who the leadership group of, of, of the players were. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, so, um, so you moved from uh, J18, only one year in J18, and right away go up into J20. It's a big step. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big step. Uh, on the other hand, uh, all the guys, uh, or 90% of the guys in the J20 team that are players that I, I have either coached before when they were younger in the club or been working with on the hockey gym for the past for I think I've been on the hockey gym for five years. So all the guys there has uh, has I work with on a daily basis. So yeah, it's a big step, but I feel comfortable knowing the guys and they know me and pretty confident in, in uh, how we want to 
uh, achieve good things together. Yeah. Let's start by talking about the the, 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 the team around you, because uh, Rögle is a big organization. There's a big difference between the way I look at it in Swedish clubs. You have the elite clubs, Färjestad, uh, uh, I was going to say Brynäs, but now they're not in the in the SHL anymore. But, you know, you got these established clubs. Rögle is one of them that has been the SHL for, I mean, as when I was a kid. So, I'm, you know, at least the last 30 years, they've been in the SHL and been established and been, a, been you know, same thing with the junior programs for a long, long time. But there's also, so the team around you, you're moving in now from J, J18 into J20. Was the... Uh, was the assistant coach, goalie coach, the positions around you, were they already there or are they new as well? Uh, no, the assistant coach is, is a new guy coming in. Yeah. Uh, goalie coach is the same as we have had for last, I think, 10 years or something. So that's also a guy who knows them well. And then yeah. uh, the assistant coach on the 20 team uh, last uh, last year, Leinus, uh, he's the new uh, junior gm so like it's uh, it's some new some new guys coming in but on the other hand like we have a good structure of of uh, coaches and staff who's been around the team for a long time as well so it's a good yeah. mix i think and your your new assistant coach he's coming with a lot of experience in elite as an assistant coach in hockey yeah yep. how how important is it to have a a, a group of, you know, around you that supporting cast that, that, you know, that gel together and, and complement each other. Well, I mean, it's important. And we try to, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a, you can be a, as big as a, a, a ball plank or what you would call it. If you were the 18 coach or the 16 coach, like we have full-time coaches on the whole junior side. So we work together and, and if you need help, uh, there's always someone who can uh, can bring something to the table, and I think that's really important. And it also makes makes us coaches have a little bit more confident and calm, like we have people supporting us around, and then also uh, we can contribute to the other coaches if they need it. Yeah, I think that that's 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 important, and I think that that you know you 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 have a a luxury of within the big club of having full-time dedicated professional coaches around you. Yeah. How, how, how would you describe that in comparison to the smaller organizations where you have either part-time head coaches or, and, mm -hmm. and then volunteers around you? How important is that? I mean, I think it's, as you said, it's a bit of a luxury, but at the same, uh, in the same way, I think it's important to, in the long term, uh, creating confidence and the calmness around the players. Like we're working, same coaches working with them in the morning, same coaches working with them in the evening. We have time to sit with them during breakfast or videos. We don't have any other job that we need to be at. That, so we can put all, all our energy and all our time into the players. And I think for them, that's a huge thing. Yeah. All right. So uh, next thing I want to talk about here is before we go into uh, – your team specifically, but, but I think, so a lot of questions that I get, you know, we started this podcast with, with, with one goal really with, with two parts to it, but it's really to educate and inform 
And the original intent was to educate and inform the, the North American market about Swedish junior hockey. It ends up being two thirds of the people that are listening are, are, are Swedish, Swedish or from Sweden anyway, but it, it's, it's, it's been fun. I mean, we're in the second year here now, but a lot of people from here, when I talk to scouts and, and GMs and, and coaches, they really don't know much about Swedish juniors. And they know a lot about Swedish players. They know a lot about Sweden. Uh, and they are very impressed with a Swedish player. But one of the things that they always, I hear time and time again, is it's hard to compare. Uh, I watch someone and it's hard to get, okay, they may get it on Instat and they say, how does this player, how does his player skill translate, right? And, and it's really difficult to compare and I always try to compare J20 National to other things. Yeah. Right. So since you grew up there and you've coached there now for a long time, J18, J20, what's your, when we say J20 National, how good is the league? I think skill-wise, it's it's a really good league. Uh, the high-paced game that is played is is uh, sometimes really impressive. Uh, on the other hand, uh, sometimes there are a bit lack of understanding for the game. Maybe some guys play too fast for their their own best, uh, and that's I think that's the the most. Uh, challenging thing now if i compare it from playing myself and and looking at the guys coming up in the juniors now i mean they outscore us uh in skating in uh, technique in uh, physics status and everything but i think there are uh not that common that almost every guy has a good playing sense and i think growing up that was that was the thing that uh, maybe our generation had a little bit easier for having the natural playing sense by, by doing many, many different sports, playing a lot of spontaneous hockey out on the fields and, and stuff like that, watching a lot of games. Uh, so I think the J20 national is a really good league and high pace league, good skill league. Uh, we need to, uh, it's not bad, but we I think we can do better in, in developing the player in uh, their playing sense. Yeah. what's What about the physicality? Uh, that's the other part that I hear. Uh, there's two things that I hear of Swedes coming into USHL or North, even North American Hockey League that I hear is the compete level uh, sometimes is lacking and the physicality is is sometimes lacking. Where do you where do you see that? What when I say that, what how do you react to that? I mean, it's hard for me to compare as well because I haven't seen those league myself that the players are ending up in. But I think I can only talk for for like how we try to do it in our club. And like I would say that one of the best things uh, that we have is the compete level. Uh, every day uh, with players coming in, wanting to get better and, and uh, really grinding to to uh, to try to go and uh, aim for their goals. But I can understand. And then I also like the physics part. Yeah, sometimes we would like players to be a little bit more physic. Uh, 
then also it's a little bit of a different type of game played here than it is in the in the American League. So uh, hard for me to say, really. Yeah, I I think that that is the, the the biggest takeaway for me when I when I talk to people is that it you can't really compare, uh, and I think that because the 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 rink is different, the style is different, the 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 the, the strategy is different between the uh, the two. The question really is, it's more about the individual and and asking, does this person have what it takes to be able to uh, to be able to pivot into a new role or a different playing style. And, and, and some of that, it, or a lot of it, isn't necessarily the physical parts or the skill-based parts of the hockey player, but it's the mental makeup. And are you willing to get into the dirty areas? Are you willing to, to, to be ruthless um, uh, as a player? That, that, that sounds really bad, but, but, no, but I understand what you mean. And I think not only on the ice, but off the ice as well, like we talk about, like sometimes we need to to really go go deep in that cave you have inside your head where it's dark, where it's cold, where it's not fun to be, but we need to be there sometimes to pushing the edges. And uh, yeah. that's, I think, is more the mental aspect. Of course, it's, uh, it's individual, but I think you can help them uh, push those limits a bit. Uh, all right, so let's 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 stop right there and de- let's peel the onion a little bit on that on that subject. Uh, so compete. So when we say Rögle have a strong compete um, atmosphere, how do you, as a coach, how do you uh, foster that? How do you create that? How do you push that? Uh, and how do you take advantage of that in competition? I think that. <clears throat> The first thing that is really important for us is when we bring in players to our junior program, we try to make sure that they are the right type of characters. Uh, and now, last couple of years, we have, I think we have succeeded in that part. And that makes the job a lot easier because then they naturally have it or most of them naturally have it. Uh, but then, of course, you uh, we try to always make it a good thing to practice extra. It shouldn't be something someone's making fun of uh, or, or uh, thinking that uh, he's a try hard or whatever. So like we've gone from players maybe six, seven years ago, thinking they were cool sitting, drinking, drinking coffee instead of go up and doing some extra in the gym. Uh, where we're with today, we're like in our out in our shooting tent. You always hear the pucks out there. You see someone go up to the gym. Someone sits on the bike or go on the extra ice, and and I think that creates an atmosphere where players want to feel that I don't want to be any worse than the other guy. And then all of a sudden the wheel starts spinning, and then you have players without even without us coaches telling them doing extra stuff all the time. That's pretty right. cool to see. That's awesome. Um, talk about recruiting next. Um, one of the things, so for J20, uh, in years past, it seems like that, that the J20 team, in order to compete, uh, Rögle's uh, J20 has had a history of bringing in people from the outside, uh, last year juniors, uh, to fill spots to compete. Is that still the philosophy or... I mean, you have the, I mean, what do you bring from, from within and go up from J18? I'm looking at your roster now, and I think, like, 
on elite prospect there's eight oh sixes listed on there so those you know there's there's a lot of kids that are coming in from 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 within yeah uh yeah no i think like as you say now it, it depends a little bit of course we're always looking can we get good players in and have a good last year within our organization or even where it falls out really well like it did with uh autumn angstrom last year coming in from yelgården uh was was the plan to play a lot in the 20s maybe be up with a pro team a little bit and then see where it goes and then he takes a spot straight away and and uh, contributes in the pro team so uh, he he didn't play that much J20 with us, uh, but of course, of course, if there's an opportunity and we have a, a place to fill in the squad, we're always out looking for those kind of players. Uh, but on the other hand, as it is right now, we also feel really confident in the guys we have. So I think it's a mix of of what you have and what's on the table, and then. Uh, of course, it's also a little bit how how does it look in the in the pro team? Yeah, how important is that? I mean, in terms of it, it, it's a little bit different. I mean, your role in J twenty, it how important is that for the pro team? I think it's it's really important because it's it's uh, where we want to to bring up players every year, getting a contract, uh, and that's the last stop before going into our pro team. So the importance of of the J twenty coach and the pro team coaches uh, uh, having a good uh, good working environment and knowing what what demands the pro team have on the twenty players and good communication in between. Uh, I think that's really important. And the last couple of years, that's been been working uh, really well in the organization, and that's also led to players getting some contracts. Yeah. How how uh, that that that's the other part about this conversation. I think is interesting is how hard how hard I think I mentioned this earlier, and we were communicating. How hard is it for the player to to make it into the SHL from from within of course it's hard there, there's not that many spots and and the level up there being sustainable in the shl one of the top leagues in the world so, i mean it, it it demands something from you uh but on the other hand i think i mean if we look at the last couple of years also the numbers with the guys going from the j20 team and signing those contracts and con contribute in the pro team and also uh, signing NHL contract gets drafted. I think that's also shows that we have the opportunity in our organization to go the whole way up to the pro team. And that's also something that creates a hunger and, uh, and uh, a feeling uh, among the players that it's not, it's not impossible. Uh, the shot is there. It's just, you need to take it and then you need to have some luck and take the opportunity when it comes. But as I said, like now we've had uh, continuously players going up, signing contracts and, and taking a big spot in the pro team. So uh, it's hard, but uh, the chance is there, of course. Yeah. If we look at last year, um, what, how many of the of last year's age outs, uh, so the 03 birth years, uh, moved on to play in the SHL? Mm, Just so we can SHL. have a feel for it. Yeah, uh, I think we had uh, Engstrom. He was coming in late within our team. So uh, 
but still he signed a contract. Uh, then we have uh, uh, Oscar Pettersson, who is a 04. We have Marco, who is a 04, who played even even the year before that and got a contract. Um, Felix Nilsson been up a lot with the pro team last year. So uh, if we look at it within our organizations, I think we've filled, filled up the spots uh, pretty good. Yeah. And the guys then that are, I mean, that is such still, that's a lot actually, but there's, you know, a lot of other players on that roster that are this close. Yeah. And, uh, and, and where do they go when they age out? I mean, where, where it, it it's, it's tough to then make a spot somewhere else too. Is it, it, if you don't make it in Rugla, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically do make it in other group, you know? No. No, exactly. That's how it is. And actually, we didn't like in our our twenty team last year. We didn't have that many guys born in the O threes because we had, I think, between uh, we started out with six uh, eighteen players in the J twenty team, and I think we ended up with nine or eleven almost. So we had a pretty young team. Uh, so O threes going out was uh, one guy hasn't signed yet. Another guy uh, had to unfortunately uh stopped playing because of uh, injuries uh, so it's a little bit uh, like the stats for that is not uh, uh how can you say not how it usually looks because we had so few o3s in the last years yeah um so so uh if we're looking at this year's roster you mentioned oscar petterson is already drafted by ottawa uh and i guess already signed a deal NHL yeah. contract and is on, on loan when I understand. Yeah. The chance of him playing a lot in J20 is probably not great this year. No, he's not going to play in the J20, I think. <laughs> he's listed on your roster, but I'm, I'm sure that he's not on your lineup card. No. What about, uh, but what about guys like, then you got people that like, uh, Axel Hurtig, Gerstorp guy. Um, yeah that I know a little bit of. I actually watched him play last year uh, in Fallen when they had the national camp there. I was home in Sweden. Uh, big guy. Uh, played on the national team. Uh, yeah. Probably maybe getting drafted here. Who else on the on, on, on this year's draft or on the draft board? Uh, you have, uh, I think, Felix Nilsson. Uh, he's going to be picked, I think, uh, pretty high uh, and then we have some other guys that that can have a chance for the for the draft as well uh, and then some of the guys in the 04s are born late in the year so they're not going from next until next season uh -huh. uh, so it's a little bit of a mix but uh, on the other hand I think of course it's uh, you can name like those players being the top guys or the top prospects but on the other hand it's like it's so so uh, as we were into to uh, before, it's it's not that much that's uh, in between the players. So it's you never know what's yeah. gonna happen, and also like, and that's also a trigger for the guys. Like they see good things happen to to players around them. Why couldn't it be me next time? So uh, because we because of that consistency we have uh, within the team, I think. So you, I'm interesting too because of your background and your experience of you've been there and not too long ago. How do you, how how do you influence uh, that, um, 
you know, you got eight, eight personality, eight, eight type personalities that are, that have a pretty strong desire. These guys are elite athletes at a young age. How do you take your experience and not as a group, which is a different thing, but an individual basis, how do you see your role in, in, in influencing their, their ability to take that extra step? Well, for, uh, first of all, I always, I, I say to the guys, like, don't like you have, you have either three or four years in this program and don't be as stupid as I was not doing what you could have done. So that's something I bring to the table and an experience from me that I was, I was way too lazy. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been that good of a player, but I never hit my roof because yeah. And that's something, and that's something I try to, to give them. Uh, like, don't leave with a feeling from here that you could have done more. Give yourself yeah. the chance. Be ready when the opportunity comes up. Uh, and then where it's end up, no one knows. But then you have done everything you can, and then you don't have the regrets. How can you see? Can you spot that player that you can see? Uh, uh, there, that there is, there's more that the, that the player doesn't either not utilizing or doesn't believe in or what, what it may be. Is there, cause I'm yeah. sure there's some, there's some that you're like, I don't have to do anything except for open the gate for this guy. He is pushing himself yeah. harder than, than I can ever, but then there's a percentage that are influenceable or. Yeah. Yeah, of course. No, but I mean, of course you can, you can see it or you can feel the tendons for it. And then you need to, to address it with the guys. And, and that's also something that uh, I think is important to sometimes be uncomfortable with the players. Like if we practice, if we're up in the gym or out on their ice and we don't see players doing their hundred percent or they need to put on more weights, well then, then I think it's my job to go and tell them uh, and be a, sometimes be a pain in the ass, but it's for their sake. And I think the most important thing uh, now, uh, the players know me, they know how I work. And sometimes uh, me or other coaches can be a pain in the ass, but if they have the understanding that we're doing it for their best, uh, for their best, then it's often fells out pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's not to, to, uh, because we talk about this a lot. Like I don't want, we don't think it's uh, most fun to do those uh, grind stuff all the time. We can do funnier things for the coaches as well, but we need to do it and we do it for a reason. And as long as you're, you're uh, really clear in, in expressing why we do it, uh, then it can be hard, but uh, then they have a, a, another understanding for it. Yeah. And I think that's also my responsibility. Like if I go around and see people not, uh, or players not uh, maximizing their potential. Well, I'm hired to try to to uh, develop young players, and that, that's one part of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's it's uh, it's the old Eminem uh, song. You got one shot, one opportunity. But it's really that, yeah. that window is is so short. Uh, and and you know, as an adult, I heard this on a podcast the other day with Andy Paquette, and he said. You know, in, in, in your professional life, you can fail and, and you can uh, you can start over. You know, you can get yeah. a new job. You can move to a new city. You can you can start over many yeah. times. But as a as an athlete, as a young athlete, 
you got this one shot and you if you fail now if you are underperforming or you are under under utilizing or not taking that opportunity it's fleeting it's it's once the door has it's going to be open for just a short period of time and you better you better jump through it and and go hard at it or it's going to close and you it's you can't open it again no no and then also like uh, i my my uh, hope is that doing this to the guys and reminding them of working hard and and sometimes being a pain in the ass something they can bring with them because not every player is going to sign a pro level contract within our club uh but to have that that mentality when they come to a division 1 club or allsvenskan or wherever they go to to push themselves and uh, give themselves a shot to to take the the long way around uh, because they have we have good facilities we have a lot of coaches we have strength coach we have uh, on ice coach skills coach goalie coach mental coach uh, and when you come to another place maybe you're alone you need to do it alone yeah uh, and and that's even harder than to do it within the team or do it with all the staff around you so uh, if we can educate players in, in pushing themselves no matter if we are we're watching or not then we have uh, come a pretty good way i think yeah i agree all right let's round out here a little bit about uh your team uh coming up um and where are you in the season now so we're in in uh i guess you're getting ready to go into summer you got midsummer coming up here uh now tomorrow so, tomorrow. so yeah and then you oh, got we a had, uh... break yeah, we had our last testing yesterday, so uh, now we have a uh, a vacation uh, practice at home at their own uh, locations, and uh, then we uh, uh, we meet up together again in uh, end of July. Yeah, and then you start what couple of weeks of uh, of dry land off ice, and then get on. No, on uh, we start with uh, three days of testing off ice. Uh, when we uh, when we come back and then we go uh, go full on the ice uh, August the first I think. Okay. So, and then uh, season start season starts what uh, September? Yeah, second of September. So it's a pretty early start this year. So uh, we have uh, uh, two two practice weeks without school, uh, and then uh, then we go away on a preseason tournament in Switzerland down in Sug. Uh, with the 20 team uh, and then we have some more games uh, preseason games uh, both at home and away and then we uh, we start up the 2nd of September so it's okay. a pretty short preseason this year yeah prediction so we're not not that I mean I know you're a first year coach here but uh, what what do you what do you see uh, so prediction as a team and and who's going to be your standouts uh, that uh, that we should be looking for well, the predictions is like we always have the our aim set to get in the top five positionings. That's what we should do uh, to play the top ten series after Christmas. Uh, also, because that's a, the best way to educate them is playing tough games. Uh, so uh, that's what we're what we're going for as usual. Um, and then I think we have a, a lot of of good guys this year, both uh, second years and and first years. So. It's hard to say, but of course, uh, Felix Nilsson is uh, maybe the one that uh, I get the most questions about right now. Uh, 
but we have uh, we have really good players on the squad, both on the forwards and these the goalies. So hard to say. Yeah, who's the uh, who's the one that that people are, uh, should be talking about, but they're not. Who's the dark horse out there? Yeah, I don't know. I think that will that will uh, reveal itself. itself. Yeah, I will reveal itself when we go on, and I think that. Uh, there could be be some uh, some scouts or other guys who's watching our games and and uh, can get some uh, some really good players to look at that I hadn't expect from the beginning. Yeah, I, it's 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 so cool. It, it's it really this is what's so great about Swedish junior hockey is it is an opportunity to be taken. There is limitless. Um, uh, there's no everybody starts with a blank slate. And everybody can. There's no limits to where they can go. Um, no, and I think that's uh, that's important, and that's something that we we try to work a lot of. Like we have, uh, of course, the things that that are non-negotiable that everybody needs to do, and then within those uh, frames, then you can be creative and and try to stand out. And everybody has the shot to do it. And as you say, new season coming up, it's a blank sheet, and then it's always fun to see as a coach as well. Uh, guys that has had a good summer and matured a bit that's coming in really hard that you didn't expect so yeah all right uh let's say you meet yourself autumn banks on 17 year old coming in uh in hockey gymnasium uh what do you tell them that you didn't know then that you know now what's your advice when you sit next to him and 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 nudge him and say hey here's what you really need to know Stop whining and start running. Yeah. <laughs> no, Good I advice. don't know, but I think uh, I think that it's it's uh, my advice to myself would have been I think really think through if if uh, this is really what I want, then then I should prepare myself in the best way possible, even if someone tells me or or nagging on me or not, uh, because we can try to. We as coaches, we as a staff, other players around, we can try to help as much as we can. But uh, when it comes to it, if, if you don't have it yourself and the mental aspects and uh, prepared to, to sacrifice some things to, to try to be the best, then it's never going to work out. So I think it would be that. Yeah. All right. Here's the last thing. Um, and I didn't tell you this ahead of time. I need to get better at this. We've got a, a new partnership with Target Aid um, that is a fundraising platform. I'm going to send it to you to see if there. I don't know if, if Regla already has a Target Aid initiative um, out there. If it is, if you do, then uh, then we we will uh, do our best to kind of put it up on our Target Aid platform and 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 share that. I don't know if you're familiar with Target Aid, but no, uh, it's it's a fairly new digital platform for fundraising for youth organizations in sports, not just hockey. And uh, we want to partner with each guest. And uh, if there's a charitable side that you want to put initiative of, uh, even within Regla or outside of Regla, then we want to we want to help with that. Uh, and we do that through targetaid.com. So uh, they're not a sponsor of the podcast, but they uh, uh James Reason was a guest before, and we uh, I feel really strong about uh, using this platform uh, with people to share 
things that they believe heavily in. Um, so I'll send that information to you and, and then yeah. we, can, we can help with that uh, in the future. So, uh, Autumn, thank you so much for being uh, a guest, uh, up and coming, uh, exciting new year. And, uh, and, um, we will see how it goes and, uh, we're going to wish you the best of luck, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks.